0: listen, I've never done this before, but I thought, you're probably curious about what it's like to actually do a coaching session with me. And I thought, Wouldn't it be amazing if I could give you a behind-the-scenes sneak peek where you get to be a fly on the wall and listen in on one of my coaching sessions? The other day, I had a fabulous session with one of my clients, and she agreed that the topics we covered and the lessons she learned during that session were so helpful, she generously agreed to share this session With you. Now, I'm gonna let you know ahead of time, we get into some real, honest, and vulnerable topics. This is a full 60 minute session, and this is the real deal. It is raw and it has moments that'll make you laugh and moments that might make you cry. And we talk about topics that I know you are probably dealing with as well you are on this path towards a Christ-centered relationship and love life, there's so many obstacles that you're going to overcome. And I want to share with you how one of my clients is using coaching to do just that. So you're definitely going to want to grab your notebook and a pen because there are so many noteworthy tidbits and golden nuggets that you are going to walk away with when you listen to this session. And make sure you stick around to the very end because I'm going to share with you how you too can get a free coaching session and begin taking that journey towards a Christ centered marriage. Welcome to the Forever Love Podcast. I'm your host and relationship coach, Lily Matonguiza. And today I have an extra special episode where we are going behind the scenes and you get a chance to listen in on a full coaching session. So like I said, grab your notebook and let's dive in.
1: Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. How's everything today? Excellent. And you? Good, good, good. Thank you for having a call with me today.
2: No problem. Thank you for being here. I like your plaque back there. Kindness matters.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Always. Like (laughs) a lot. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, how are you doing? What's happening? I'm okay. Um, I can't. What was it like? July? What was the last time we had a session? I forgot. I think it was in August. Yeah, we did in August. Wow. wow I guess because it's the end of September. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. yeah. I've done, I've done a lot of, uh, like releasing of a lot of the things that I was like really burdening myself with. So I'm I'm super grateful for that. And, um, yeah, so I I was wondering if we could talk about certain things that come to my mind because, um, I've decided, well, I can't say decided, it just came on me, um, that I was like, I needed to learn how to pray differently because i noticed the praying in um you know crying on my knees and begging and getting angry which i was like really on a hamster wheel of anger and frustration and like sorrow so i was like this is not i just truly felt like if god is peace then this is not it what am i doing so i've been trying to what i do now is like meditate twice a day and journal twice a day and it has i can't say i'm like a new human but it got me off the hamster wheel. And that's all I was begging to do was just to be like, you know, I, I realized that I'm not going to change how I feel about the situation, you know, that I was in. But, you know, I don't want to say I, I see it from a different perspective, but I feel as though that I just dare to dream now. Like I just kind of like let myself see a best case scenario. and I And I know like... <laughs> Now I know I I know that sounds nice. I know that sounds nice, but you know what? It, the thing is, it's not that I I can't say I believe it, but I allow it. Does that make sense? Yes. Because I yes. used to be like, because I used to be all the time like, there's no way, blah, blah blah blah, and I would just keep you know giving myself the whip, and and even though I still have certain feelings of like regret and sorrow. I have worked through the grief. I don't know, you know, like in, um, like in holistic medicine, when you get sick, a lot of the times they say it could be, um, co- it's contributed to emotions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for like a month and a half, I had this like wet, curdling, deep, crazy cough. And everyone was like, oh my God, do you have, I was like, no, I did. I didn't. I felt I was fine. I had no symptoms. I was okay, but I it, So I did some research with like the lungs and like, you know, and they said that that is literally. Your grief is stored, right? The heart, the lungs, your grief is stored yeah. there. And I'm telling you, like once I got over that cough, it took over a month to get over it. I feel like it was so real. Like this emotion, like mind, body, spirit thing where I was just working through the grief so I could just let go and not let go of how I feel as much as let go of the, the whip on myself because I just keep, I just kept like going, if only I had another chance of all about the whole thing, right? So mm-hmm. I feel so much more, you know, I feel like naturally I feel more gratitude because my, I choose now to pray in gratitude because I noticed that when I would pray, I would pray with like intention, but, but like the intention was to like, check everything off the list of the things I wanted to pray for. You know what I mean? Like, you know, pray for this person, yeah. pray for me, pray for my kid, pray for Like, you know, that's all I would do is like that. But then, but now I just go okay. I wake up and I, you know, thank God for the morning that I'm having. That I could see the sun and feel the sun and see the trees because I just am I'm huge on nature. So I like thank God for exactly what I I am thankful for for real. And then if a slip, if like a sliver of like that, like oh, oh, like that sorrow and that sadness comes in, I just like allow myself to see it if it as if it worked out the way I wanted it to. And mm-hmm. I, I, used to, when I used to pray, I used to pray for that to happen. And then if it didn't, that means God was mad at me and blah, blah, blah. And oh my God, what am I doing? But now I just don't question or even expect. I just try to, cause I, I noticed that when I'm just imagining it or feeling it or all that stuff, I just feel peaceful during the day and more in my body because I kept trying, you know, an, an abuse victim, we're always trying to escape. The present escape the body oh god danger danger like and all that kind of thing and it helps mm-hmm. so i feel like i've learned to pray differently but then there's some times when i have like those those times when i just want to be very honest okay when i used to pray and i would i feel like i always saw signs from god right i was so big on that you know and now that i've kind of focused god more inward right like the christ within rather than it's me and God, it's more like God in me. So I keep it. I kind of like focus on my inner world. So I could, you know, like that kind of thing. I kind of miss just praying and being like, I just wish you would fix this. Like, like X, but you know, it's really up to me because Christ isn't me and it's up to me to do everything. But I miss that. I miss praying to God and being like, just giving it up and going like, can you please just do this for me? Like that kind of thing. Like I miss that relationship because it is a relationship still, but it, it, now that I know so much more, like I, like, you know, it's, re- I'm responsible for a lot more than I thought. Right. We thought we think we just sit here and pray and then wait or whatever. And it's not like that. So, so now I'm very grateful for my new ways of praying, but I also don't know what to think now like I have I still have like questions and I still have like things that I just wish I could ask God for. But now I'm like, well, how how do I see God now if I can't not ask Him for something, but if it could be anything. If a child gets sick, if if you know, again, a relationship or whatever, you still and you're like, listen, I have pulled all my cards, I have worn every hat, and I still can't change how I feel. But I do want to give myself the permission to forgive and feel grace, give myself grace. What do I do? You know, how what do I do? Yeah. So I, so I'm kind of trying to learn how to pray in like that way. So, yeah. Yeah. I
3: think
1: think like
2: your question there is like, where is that balance between responsibility and surrender? Thank you.
1: Yes. Because before I was so in this, in the hot seat and like, please, 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 please. And now I'm like, wow, I have, God gave me the spirit of power, right? I have more power than I realized. Great, great, great. But now I'm like, oh, but I miss you. <laughs> like, like I miss yeah. that.
2: Yeah. yeah. And these are the growing pains, right? Like you are going through the adolescence because you were like, you know, you came to God as a little child, Mm-hmm. Which is all well and good. He invites us to do that. But you were really in that, like, I'm going to throw a temper tantrum now and beg, beg and plead for the cookies.
3: <laughs> yeah. Please, <laughs> <laughs> like, God. Yes, yes. <laughs> and
2: now he's like, All right, you know, and, and you're maturing in Christ. And that doesn't mean you don't still ask your father for things. But we're doing it with that, like maturity now and really beginning to recognize, like, what am I responsible and what is God responsible for?
1: Right. That's what I'm trying to figure out. There's
2: still responsibilities on God. Like (laughs) there's certain things you just can't do. And Mm -hmm. it's growing that awareness of like, okay, what can I do Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and what do I need to leave up to you? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then being at peace with like, okay, I've done what I can. And it doesn't mean that you're trying to force things or take things into your own hands and you're wrestling with God. It's like, no, no, we both have a part to play here. And I bel- trust that you're a good father and you're going to give me the things that I need. Like, I really believe God meets our needs and we take care of our wants. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Like if they're cause that's what he says, right? He's like, I will feed you. I will clothe you. I will take care of those basic necessities. But if you want that shirt, yeah. <laughs> you got to figure out the wanting part. Like what do you want? Yeah. And I'll take care of the necessities. I will yeah. give you air. I will give you sunshine. I will like shelter you that stuff.
1: What do you think about a relationship though? Cause I feel like a relationship should be counted as a need because he created us in community. So that's like a thing where a lot of people, they have an ups and downs. People are convinced you could be alone by yourself because you're good. And I feel like you can be good by yourself, but I feel like we are neurologically designed to be with other people, male or female. So it's, it's like, what, like, do you think that counts like a, like a partner, a family, like in life, someone to create a family with? Or is I feel like, cause my life is not bad anymore and I'm grateful, but I feel like since my life isn't bad anymore, is God just done? Is he like, all right, I took you out. Now you're, now you're safe. You're at peace. See ya. And I'm like, wait, I want like a real life. <laughs> it's like, this is like, ju- I just made it. I'm like just above the brim. Like I have air now. Cool. But I feel like I want more. Um, like, you know, like a fulfilling family a fulfilling relationship. And, you know, so I can create memories, go on vacations and build and, and raise more children. And I yeah. want more, right. I want to expand. So I feel like, oh, that must yeah. just be a luxury. That must not be a- No, no, no,
3: no, no, no. This is the foundation. This is foundation. You have to be here to build anything. Yeah. Right. Like congratulations you have something solid to build on now now you do the building thing yeah
1: yeah so that's and that's another thing was um I wanted to ask you what sometimes comes into my mind is there um oh you know a lot of the rhetoric I know you don't believe in the whole like spirit husband and like stuff like that right I know like um your opinion okay so we see it everywhere. At least I see it everywhere. I read everywhere. I watch sermons, pastors, other sisters in Christ. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's okay. So th- the thing is this, when it comes to, I was deep in that. I was like, I was, was talking to Me too. Me too. I would do, yeah, I was like, I, I bought four books for, about deliverance. I, I have this.
2: delivered people from it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've done deliver, I've been a deliverance minister. So I yeah. know the whole, shebang like yes no worries right I I,
1: I reached out for deliverance and then people if they don't come to get back to me then I'm upset I'm like scared I gotta find somebody else okay so now you know how that energy feels around that right it's a lot of fear so the thing is this I don't know if I I don't know if I should go like to be safe try to seek out deliverance from something like that because I feel like Like my son's father just won't go away. Like, you know, every once in a while, he's always trying to like flirt with me and be with me, but not in a serious way. He's just trying to see what he can get kind of thing. And I, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want that. And, you know, I did go through my period of praying, like, you know, God, you just want me to settle for him. But then I think about all the abuse he did and how I'm viscerally unhappy in his presence. And like, I, we're just friends just for the baby. And I'm like, okay, no, there's gotta be love greater than this or better in some way. So I had to like, you know, get over that one. But I, I feel like, you know, he won't, he's never meeting anybody. He used to cheat on me all the time. Now that we haven't been together in like three years, now he's in a dry spell for years. I can't find anyone. He can't find anyone. And I feel like, is that just like, n- not like a curse, but like, just, I guess If I know it sounds like scare talk, but sometimes I just feel like maybe there's, is it, is it what I'm listening to dressing, saying places I'm going, what's happening that I am blocking it. I don't go to clubs. I don't drink. I don't go to bars. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't, you know, all that legalistic stuff. I'm trying to think the the music I listen to is not like rap or anything like that. I keep it clean. Like, you know, what I, I Yes, I curse every once in a while. I can't help that, which I can, but it's, it does slip often. So what do I, what is going on? Like, how am I blocking? this from unfolding in my life. That's why I feel like, cause that's what they say. It's a demonic stronghold, a stronghold, right? So what, what stronghold am I playing into? I read about, I read all the details in these books and a lot of it comes from abuse. Like the way this guy explained it, every, any details, every type of abuse, rejection, um, abandonment, sexual abuse, all these. And what, demon is connected to that that you inherit through a bloodline in your family and yada 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 okay so i get it right i get what my past is but i say all the time right i have the hope in christ i have jesus in me that is the whole point of this is that i can be more than what is around me i can overcome but that's that's my part right to be the mom i never had that my grandmother couldn't be that my mom okay i get my part But what do I do on the outside when the outside is not reflecting, AKA God, not doing his part. I'm not trying to say that. It's like, you know, it sounds blasphemous and that's not how I feel, but I'm saying how it looks is like, Oh, well, God's of course going to do his part. Therefore it must be a stronghold because if I'm playing the role as hard as I can, I'm not perfect, but I'm showing up and I have my heart in the right place. Why isn't, like, I feel like God knows my heart. So whether I'm fasting and for a certain amount of hours or in a certain amount of way, whether it's food, social media, uh, people, activities, like I know God sees and hears me. The other day I was reading, um, I literally just randomly opened up to Psalms and I forgot which one it was and it said, he who, and I was talking to my son and I don't know, I just talked to my son about all these things sometimes even though I know he's so young and he doesn't care. but <laughs> And I, I opened up and literally right in front of me, it was said, he who has made the eyes, does he not see? He who has made the ear, does he not hear? And I needed that so bad because sometimes I feel like, hello, I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. I know what you told me to do. I'm doing it and nothing's changing. And I'm not saying I'm waiting for the car on the bit, but I'm talking like breaking the stronghold, breaking the the that thing that is blocking my life from being what I feel it can can be and not from a gluttonous point of view but I feel what God perceives my life to be who I am to am supposed to be you know that kind of thing so how do I know what is like this demonic stronghold or what is just God's plan because this is a I know a part of my growing from you saw me how I was constantly crying and beating myself up So I'm like, okay, as I accept more and mature more, how do I know what's God's just maybe He's just hiding me, right? We all hear that God hides us sometimes in a season, or how do I know the difference? How do I know if I am, I'm sitting here more free because I used to be suffocating in legalism. So now that I'm more free, I'm like, should I go back to being more legalistic? But then I was miserable that way. I think He released me from that for a reason. Well, but maybe I'm too loose. Uh, Maybe I should. So now I'm just like, oh, so now I don't know what to do. Like I, I don't know what's, where's I like where's my part and where's God's part because what is too legalistic and what's like maybe you should not do whatever, whatever. Like you know what I mean. I'm not sleeping with anyone, so it's like I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, does that make sense? And I'm yeah. glad to hear that you did that kind yes. of stuff too. So so you're so familiar. So now we could, all right. So, so familiar. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we are, are.
2: We can. We're on the same page. Boy, yes.
1: <laughs>
3: yes. Okay. Let's break this down. Hypothetically, you go for deliverance. What changes? If it if it worked, let's assume it works. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm thinking out loud. Mm-hmm. You take the action of go to deliverance. Then what? Um,
1: well, a lot of people say that whatever demon had to come out comes out and then you're, you're better from then on. Right. So I don't know. It could be something of infirmity because of my autoimmune stuff. It could be, I finally meet somebody in a month or two because that blocking that blocked an obstacle was removed. It could be, um, finances finally come through. Cause I do get a lot of clients, but they don't really like commit or stay. I know they're not really like my type. It's not like a niche. They're not the kind of clients I'm looking for anyway. So maybe we could attract people that I am actually looking for so I can create a more cohesive business. Um, just basically things will go in alignment rather than just always being a problem year after, year after year after year after year after year. after year. It's like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like all the progress that I've made in my heart and soul was my work. Like, I feel like it was because I, I was ripping through the ditch with by my nails bleeding like it wasn't because like, my life is normal. It's like I had to fight like an animal for it to be decent, and I'm like, "No, that's not God, so what is it? So that's like kind of how I see it, you know.
3: I don't know. So we have life is happening, and it's not easy. Right? And you're thinking, I need deliverance. How do you feel? What emotion is triggered
1: by the thought, I need deliverance? What is causing it, or like what happens once I feel that thing, I need deliverance? Like, what what do I feel once I do?
2: You think the thought, I need deliverance. What's the emotion
3: that comes up for you when you're thinking that? You're like, I need deliverance. Mm. Yeah, helpless. So, from that place of helplessness, you go and get deliverance and then you're delivered
2: like i know it sounds really simplistic i'm really wanting to break it down so you can see what's happening and what's fueling it because like you're thinking that if you take this action you can change your circumstances
1: that's what they say it says all we you know you know how it is how everyone talks that's what they say
3: i do Yeah, I know. And like, I do not believe that we can, we can change our results,
2: but we, it's going to be really hard, like to change your circumstances. Like life's hard, therefore I need deliverance. What if it's okay that life is hard and it doesn't mean there's something
1: wrong with you? how will I even know this? This I've seen girls on YouTube who would be like, I, I got deliverance and I got, and then I got free from my spirit husband. And then I got married and blah, blah, blah. And I see it all the time. Yeah. That's the way they're interpreting
3: their life. But you have options. I mean, you could believe that, but you'd be going for deliverance from that
2: place
1: of helplessness, not faith. Is that, is that possible? I mean, like, how would that look going by faith? I mean, you have to have faith that God will deliver you, right? That's the whole point. But what if your
3: circumstances, like, like you're doing it because you don't like the way life is, right? Like th- you think there's we, something wrong with the ways that life
1: is. Like, so it's like, okay, I I don't like my life. So I'll get deliverance. But at the same time, it's like, but what if I, something is telling me like, I am more than this on all the levels in my life. Like, that's just my head. That's not like my gut. That's
2: a very different. No, that's a very different thought though. So like the thought of my life is bad. I need deliverance. I'm feeling helpless. So I'm going and I'm seeking like, help me kind of thing. Cause I don't have power. Right. Versus I am made for so much more than this. Yeah. I want to be delivered from anything that is holding me back. I am going because I feel so much love and joy and celebration for who I am in Christ. And I want to break every chain. Oh yeah. So I get deliverance.
1: Yeah. Like
2: notice just how totally different those that lead up is.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing I thought when I thought that Jesus would just do that in general from prayer. I just thought that okay, once Christ is in me, I can renounce every practice I've ever done and everything I've ever done that was, you know, unholy and blah blah, blah. and I thought that, you know, okay, this sounds weird, right? But a lot of the things that I've learned since November of last year I feel like I got what I prayed for, the things that I wanted, certain things I wanted to be delivered in. And it just, like God used the people in my life and it unfolded in the way it did. And I was like, oh shit, like, I don't do this anymore. I don't think that anymore. I don't want that anymore. No one would ever do this to me again. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, and that's about a 16 year chain right there broken. And I'm thinking like, yeah, so, like, I'm thinking like, maybe like, like, God does break the chains, but it like, he does it in real time. Cause I've seen these deliverance situations where it's like a, right. They get delivered right there. Oh, demon out. I saw him fly out. Okay, great. You know, and now that person's great. They need to love their life in two months. Boom. And like, for me, yeah, I've seen that. that a
2: lot too. And two months later, they're in the exact same situation because their thoughts haven't changed at all. They're still thinking, I don't know how many times I delivered the exact same person from the exact same demon. And, you know, it's that sequence of like, it just keeps coming back because the thought hasn't changed. They still think like there's something wrong with my life. God is failing because my life still sucks. Therefore, I'm going to continue to need like deliverance. It just becomes this like cycle of stuckness. Yeah. It's the thoughts that change. It's adopting the mind of Christ yes. of saying literally I, it's an inside job.
1: And that's, and it was, it's yeah. ironic because I did get exactly what I asked for because it unfolded in my life because it changed me so viscerally inside that I feel yeah. well, it is a part of me now. And that's the whole point. That's more of the armor of God in me because of what it did to me, like, you know, and, but in a good yeah. way. So. Okay. And some people like, The act of deliverance will seem to
2: work with some people because they change their thought from that point forward. They stop believing, they stop thinking I need deliverance and they start believing I have been delivered. Mm. They're like, I've got evidence pastor laid his hands on me. I got covered in oil. I spun in circles. I have yeah. been delivered. And that thought is what makes the difference. That is the thought that sets them free. And you can do that with the blood of Christ through prayer. You can do that because a pastor laid hands, but it's the thing that you have to believe. I have been delivered from everything that has ever held me back.
3: Nothing can stop me. That is deliverance. Yeah. Yes, it's the thought. It's the belief.
2: It's that faith. That is the thought that creates the faith that fuels everything else. It is not when a pastor lays his hands or puts oil on you or any of that
1: stuff. Right, that might help it. External, you know. I think it helps that person. Like it, that's just a tool that had needed to happen for that person to use in their solidify their belief. But it's really the person, not the pastor and the oil and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I totally agree. You know, it can like be a people-
2: catalyst for changing your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if you don't change your mind, if you don't change your heart, like, and, and really think about repentance this way. What does repent mean? It's the the root, Latin, French root of the word is repense, rethink, change your mind. Stop believing the lies you used to believe, admit you were wrong about that, and get in alignment with the truth. And what is the truth? We know that something is true if it sets you free. Mm. Facts are not truth. Truth, capital T, truth,
3: does something. It sets you free. So the truth is you have been delivered. You get to decide what it's going to take for you to believe that.
1: Yeah. Cause I feel like it's so easy for me to believe I'm delivered because how different my life is from what it used to be. Yeah. You
3: You have so much evidence. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And And it's up to me now to build.
3: Sadly. Yeah.
2: Sadly. Like, I, I am sure, because I was one of them, there are people who are doing deliverance in good faith. Yeah. They really want to help people. They don't understand what's going on. And they're just trying to help. And it seems to work for some people. So why not? And there are other people who know and are monopolizing from the fact that people are scared. Yeah, And
1: I, that's what we're I, really yeah, We all know about that. That stuff's been going on for eons. Yeah. <laughs> it going on. Yeah, yeah. We know about that part of the church. But <laughs> I don't pay attention to those guys. I got something else to, I got better stuff to focus on. No, but um, yeah, I, I agree. And that's why I feel like, like in my Bible study group, I feel like, I feel this now, I don't know how to talk to my sisters because now that I've come to this revelation, like I'm like, oh God, oh, they are not gonna hear this. Like, I feel like it's just gonna seem, like the way they pray was the way that I used to pray. And they're very like, you know, like the bleeding heart, that kind of thing. And it's like, I feel bad for them because it's like, it doesn't have to be painful. It could be, it could be serene. And I don't, I feel yeah. nervous. Like, I don't know how to connect now to like other women, you know, because it's like, like the guys have already shamed me. I have, oh my God, the shaming I've got, like, I can't even tell you the kind of shaming I've got from other brothers. So I just, yeah. But, um, but the women, they get it, what we go through, what we need and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know how to connect to them because the, their, their uh, mindset is very like, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And I'm like, yeah, I, wanna, I don't, don't know how to like.
3: Don't. Let them connect to you. Be the example.
1: I don't want to be ostracized in the group. I feel like they're going to be like, oh, she's not a real believer. Like, you know, go forbid. Like, I don't want people to think that. I know I shouldn't be saying that out there. And I, but it hurts, it breaks, it hurts. Like I don't want them to think anything of me. Like I'm weird, or, or you know, whatever. But it's it's like it's this is the only thing that's worked for me. I've done nothing but cry for the last ten months. Like, and this is the only thing that makes me go. You know what? I may still feel the way I feel about what I was upset about. I still I still miss him. I still want this. I still whatever. But like I I walk around with my. But chest now it's with clean him. pain. What? Yeah. Now it's
2: clean pain. Like now you can feel the sorrow without the shame on top. Yeah. Now you can feel the loss and the grief. And it's just clean. It is the emotion rather than that dirty pain of like, mm. oh yeah, we had a cut
1: and now it's an infected cut. And now it's getting green. Mm. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah. So you know, and, and I want to yeah. be able to I and that's why another was the reason to start from our the beginning of our conversation was that I still want to pray about that situation, but how do I pray differently? Like, I don't want to go back to feeling like I want, I know God wanted me to be empowered, to be stand in my truth, to be who I am, to never change for anybody and not, you know, the important things to never change and all that stuff. The lessons I learned, I'm viscerally grateful for, and it's, they're beautiful, but then I'm like, so then why do I still feel like, I feel like I just want to keep asking God, like, yo, get out of my head. Get out of my head. Like I, this is done. Leave me alone. Why won't you just let me get off of this? Like so, and then people tell me weird things like, oh, you know, there's like a soul tie and cut cords and stuff. I'm like, all right, I I just I just want to know like I have feel I do feel clean. I tell you I feel clean and I still want that situation. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, wait, maybe God is saying yes, but like, it's just, the situation is going to be different. Like it's going to be in a different way and all that stuff. But then I go, I refuse to attach myself. I refuse to have an expectation. I refuse to even have a want. I just know that there's just something in the back of my mind or in here that's calling out and I just ignore it now. I honor my feeling if it brings up my feelings, you know, for my health, but I still have this mystery of like, God, like. Why are you why is why is he still here? Like, all right, you've I've learned what you wanted me to learn. I did what you wanted me to do. I grew in the way you wanted me to grow. I do for myself and my son and my my job what you want me to do. I'm listening to your instructions. I am doing it. I thought like we're yeah. supposed to this guy is supposed to get off, like get off me. And it's like you won't get off me. <laughs> and I don't get it. It doesn't hurt anymore. Like it doesn't. You know, I have, you know, I have my moments, but I'm like, I'm good, but I'm curious of like. You know, like I see his name everywhere. Okay. Like all these weird little things. I see, see what's going on. I mean? What? It
2: means you have a God given desire for a Christ centered marriage, and you're trying to see if you
3: can, uh, what's the right word? If you can meet that desire with him because it's easiest. Mm. I guess. So I like.
2: I like to look at our God-given desires like onions. Onions, Stick with me for a second. Okay. <laughs> onions. Oh, <I'll> onions, <laughs> onions. I'll- onions yes. have yes. layers. Yes. Yeah. Onions have layers. And at the core, at the very middle is your God-given desire. Christ-centered yeah. marriage. It's very clear that that is something you want. And I'm not even, and but that's the thing. Marriage. I don't want it the way it's I used good to. for so you. Not,
1: I don't even know. Like, I don't like, I'm winning to get married. On, I don't feel like that. <laughs> it's like, but it's like this thing. Yes. I'm like, okay. which is perfect.
2: <laughs> perfect. Because you want like the truth of it. You want what it really is. You don't want the imitations of it.
3: Mm. So oh.
2: there is a God given desire for what is true. An equally yoked, Christ centered, solid marriage that is good for you and brings glory and honor to God. Okay. Yes. Core designers.
1: <laughs> That sounds like but I have to change my mindset you, too. Cause that sounds like the top of the mountain. It feels like, you know, but I have to change my perspective on it. I have to see it as like, no, it's attainable and realistic and good for me. Like, you know.
2: Yeah. So, okay. Think of it as in another way, we're changing from the onion to now it's a well. So deeper in, you know, how you have to dig a well right? At the bottom is that life-giving water, something really good, something God wants you to have, Mm -hmm. but you're going to have to dig down to get it. And you're going to find like all these little patches of little waters. And you're like, oh, is this it? Can we like, you know, settle for baby daddy for, and and just (laughs) like call it a day and be good. (laughs) And he's like, no, you're going to have to dig deeper.
1: But so Thank often God. it's <laughs> like,
2: can we just settle with this? This is fine. Like, I can be happy with this. Can, can we just be happy? No, you have to dig deeper. And there's going to be lots of little like, oh, this looks like it could be something. This looks like mm-hmm. it could be something. But if you keep going and ke- you refuse to settle for anything less than that Christ-centered marriage, but it's going to be a lot of work to keep digging. God's job is to make sure there's something at the bottom to dig for.
1: Mm. How, do I know totally if I, how do I know if I'm doing enough? Cause I thought like, I just had to focus on my health, focus on my son and focus on my work. That's what I thought I had to do. Uh, like,
2: like, that uh, will get you. Okay. Let's, let's
3: break that down. If you focus on your son, what do you get? I just feel better that I have an I'm excellent relationship with your son. Me. What? Yeah. yeah. That's the result. Awesome. You love your son. You take care of your son and
2: you have a great relationship with your son. You focus on work. You have a business that grows. You focus. What was the third thing? Take care of yourself. You take care of yourself. You have a better relationship with yourself. None of those actions directly lead to
1: romantic love. And that's what I'm glad you just said that because I'm thinking like, wait a minute. So am I not going to get a husband until my business lifts off? Like, I'm like, is God want me to have like an amazing life? So when my husband comes, he's like, look what I created. Like, I'm like, but I'm worthy right now to be loved right now. It doesn't matter if it's lifting off now or tomorrow. Like, so that's why I'm like, what's, what's his standards? What's his steps? I don't, we don't write. We don't know his ways. We don't know how he thinks we don't know his ways. So it's, it's like, why am I not enough right now? Why do you have to wait until I'm a millionaire? You are, you are,
2: but you're I not am. doing anything I think right so. now. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, but you're not doing actions
3: that lead to romantic love. Well, I didn't want to get like myself being a good break person. Ass. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. But I mean, at some point, like I'm gonna have to go back. That that I'm planning to... like December yeah
2: relationships like is like dating
3: yeah
2: and and I recommend it in the stages of dating courtship engagement marriage yeah and not I not consider dating like 20 minute coffees yeah like not oh this is my boyfriend dah, dah, dah. That's, that's courtship I, I really try to separate dating from Thank courtship, and I yes. really look at courtship in like a container like oh we're going to formally create this like relationship container called courtship for getting to know each other with the explicit intention of if this is good we're going to get married yes that is so let's see if we would like to be in a relationship
3: for the next three years and then quit yes that's yes yes so we date to figure out would
2: we like to court each other and then we court to figure out, would we like to marry each
1: other? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to figure out like, okay, I think I'm ready to date. Not right now. I'm going to give myself to like the end of the year so I could like start over. Because um, I haven't been doing anything. So then. To- yeah.
2: Okay. So then we stop wondering why, why has God not sent somebody
1: to you? Oh my God. I can't believe you said that. That's a sign. Okay. No. Oh my God that's what I was thinking. I said to myself, like, I think these thoughts come in, but then I'm like, I did tell, I did decide that I was done to like December 1st. I remember going like to the big till December. I knew I wanted to take four months off. I took them. I took all of August, all of September. I'm taking all, you know, I'm going to take all these months off. And then December, that's funny that you said that. Cause I thought like, well, I was like, well, why would God do that? I mean, like God thinks differently than me. He could send a man. Now I'm the one that decided December, like, see, like I, I get, that's where I get in my head. I get in my head. Oh, yeah. God's like, why? Okay. But maybe it was God that led me to go. the
2: this?
3: <laughs> it's like,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah probably makes a yeah. lot more sense. And then why would God like undermine your efforts to take care um, of yourself and be healthy and strong and whole and healed?
1: Thank you, Lily.
3: Like yeah. God is not out to screw with you. He's not trying <laughs> to mess with your head. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's very
2: cooperative. He wants to co-create with you, and he will come alongside you and build and multiply with you. He takes what you're doing and multiplies it. He doesn't come in like, "Oh, did you try that?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Thank
3: you. Unless we're
2: doing something brutally wrong, like God, God, yeah, of course, yeah, like full ideas when we're like wrong. Yeah. But you're not, you're, you're doing healing. You're doing focus. You're doing family. You're doing, creating your business.
3: Like God's not there to sabotage that.
1: Oh, that was so beautiful. Thank you. I needed to hear it that way. It's the perspective. I feel like it just releases me. It's, I know my thing is thought patterns. I know I have a lot of a bigger sh- more control over my thought patterns than before through journaling and meditating and stuff like that but I there's always these little guys there's always little guys so because I know I think a lot so yeah but that that means a lot to see it like that okay I'm a co-creator with him and he's here to support me and my endeavor okay yeah that makes sense yeah
2: and he'll like redirect you if you're getting off track but he's not there like just (laughs) knocking down your Legos every time you try to build something Mm, yeah yeah
1: yeah you're right you're right (sighs) thank you thank you Lily I appreciate this so much thank you
2: Satan might
1: Satan will
2: come and knock down your Legos and be like it was God
1: oh yeah yeah we I know his playbook I may I may never know all of the playbook but I'm so we know we know what's up with him that's why it's like okay (laughs) so just be like Wait a second!
2: Yes. I didn't really <laughs> knocked down my. <laughs> yes.
1: Wait a second. Yeah. Going, it's no, it's right. Wait. <laughs> no, I agree. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. Oh man, you're right. Okay. All right. Cool. I feel a lot better. Yeah. So that's why I feel like in well, prayer. trick I guess, in the book? Yeah. Tell me about it. But I'm thinking like I could still Mm -hmm. in my earnest and authentic moments where there's no chatter and there is no intention, no expectation or intention, I could just say what's on my heart is probably like that moment where I could ask, you know what I mean? Because I'm not expecting or needing or wanting. It's just, I have to say this to you. Like I just have to pour it out, like kind of thing, because I still feel like, because I still want to ask, you know, I don't know, weird. Yeah. No, it's not. Like that's
2: part of the deal. Like ask, (laughs) seek, want, like show up, tell God what you want boldly. And like, not from this place of like, Lord, please. But like, Lord, I want to honor you with a God-given family. Like I want to show the world what real love looks like. Yes.
1: Yes. I feel like that's what I'm here to do is to love others. And for me, it would be like the biggest expression of like a God flex, like to just show, to be the embodiment yes. and example of love for people. Like, and yes, especially That with is the exactly man, what like, my powerhouse. thing
2: is. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I was so messed up. I was so messed up. And now I get to like, be an example of what is possible when it comes to having a Christ centered relationship. And what does that actually look like? And it doesn't look like what most of the marriage books are talking about, Yes, but I'll tell you. I know I'm on track because I am experiencing the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I am so I can't tell you how like nauseated I get seeing so many people like Lord. I know you gave me this husband who is cruel and bitter and ha- faithless to refine me. I'm like oh, I don't. So <laughs>
3: I know so that's so. what I'm saying. I want to turn
1: <laughs> away from those ways of this, this distortion. You know that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of distortion. And so when you're looking at your friends, like, like be the light, be the example of, it doesn't have to be that way. And yeah, you might lose some relationships that don't wanna go there with you. Yeah, and that's That's part of it. That's the hard part is you'll probably be rejected by those who aren't ready to hear that message. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing too, where I've learned to have boundary with my compassion, because my, if I have no leash on my compassion, I go, Oh my God, they've got to know this because if they don't know this, I'm going to watch it. She's just going to keep suffering. And she has children and she needs to be the best woman. She could be like, I get so enthralled in other people's pain so I can save them. I'm like weird. So now I've learned to just have like an invisible glass. I got a, I got a nice collar on that kind of behavior. And I go, I know my heart wants to go in and just rip out everything that's wrong and help her. But it's like, I, I mean, that's what one, that's what God's for. And I can't do it all. And also that, as we know, that change isn't, has to be from within that person. I feel like I want to help people, but you never, it's like, you know how they say you teach, you teach a man to fish, you feed him for life. Like you give him fish for a day. Okay. It's like. It's like, if that person's alone, like we're actually all alone on that journey, we can help each other, right? Through emotional.
3: Can I uh,
2: tell you about
1: caterpillars? Can I tell you a little thing about
2: caterpillars? No. So when a caterpillar is going to the cocoon stage, apparently it thinks it's going to die. Yeah. It's like, I'm in pain. Everything hurts. And when it starts like to build the cocoon, it's really like preparing for death. It's like, I need to wrap myself up and go and die quietly and alone. And then when it starts to sprout its wings, it's an excruciating pain and it keeps biting off its wing steps until it passes out. What?
1: <gasps> right. Like, right. Like it keeps fighting right. well, against I mean, the growth I mean, process I mean. until it, until it's a denial. It's like, I'm done. I can't surrender. It's surrender. Yeah. And
2: then it surrenders, and then it like goes through the process of it can't fight it anymore. It becomes the butterfly and emerges as such.
3: Oh my god! Now I'm going to.
1: There's two this. lessons here. Yeah,
2: there's two lessons here. First of all, like everybody has to go through that growth process, and it's yeah. growing pains. Like they're called growing pains for a reason, and it doesn't mean there's something wrong. We might be like freaked out by the whole experience because we don't necessarily know what's going on. And we're like, "What?" The second thing is, if you, from the outsider, look at the caterpillar and the cocoon and be like, you're supposed to be a butterfly, let me help you. And you open the cocoon
3: for Ooh. the caterpillar, you'll kill it. Wow, wow, yes.
1: Yes, 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 It's yes, yes, you're right, and I have to, I just, so I feel like, okay, I can't, I can't change them at. yet, I have to let them learn on their own, but I will be around them, and I will you be a to You can't change them, period. No, no, but, but like, you know, help, I say change, but like help, because I want to enlighten others, if I get freed, I want everybody to know what that's like. Like that's how I feel. So so
2: for me, the way I approach that and would offer to you is like, I hold space in which you're free to change. Mm. I hold space for you to be a caterpillar and a cocoon and to like come out of there and I'll just like let you be and I'll witness that and I'll bear witness and I'll share in that story with you and I'll cheer you on and I'll be like a sounding board for you, but I can't
1: do it for you. Right, right thank you. That makes me feel a little better. Cause I was just like, I don't want to not be friends yeah. just because of what happened. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Lily.
2: And people oh. are going to look at you. You've got yeah. wings now and people are going to look at you and be like, you changed. Yeah. I'll
1: be like, yeah. yeah, we're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I'm have to. i used it's to like it's the point. I know. I know. I know. I'll figure I'm going to let and that. Naturally like, we'll take a out. walk with us. You know, know, all the caterpillars that's, are going to be thing, like I'm like, that. in walk with
2: that You're between
1: proud flying around. Yeah, it's that awkward in between where, like, intuitively, I know. Listen, be be proud of yourself. We never think we don't care about what other people think. Let them do their thing. Our thoughts about them are in peace and love. Whatever they think, because that's just their interpretation. It's okay. I'm above all that small yeah. rhetoric stuff. But there is that little piece of me that's like, you know, I miss I miss the camaraderie of the sisterhood. In that way, but I can let it go. But I don't know. I guess it's just something that that hits me every once in a while. Where like I miss, I miss studying with them because I feel like they're where the way they go off in a very victim mindset, and I want to be like, no, nobody's a victim. This is so great, like you know. I don't know how to explain, (laughs) like you know. But I'm sure I could do it. So you
2: got to go chat about that with some butterflies. Like that's part of the thing as well. Like you aren't at that place where you're like prepared to not date caterpillars. Like you don't realize that there are butterflies for you to date and you still want to be friends with the caterpillars. And so you've got wings,
3: but you're I trying date to walk. Them. Yes. And it's
2: awkward. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, don't mind me. I'm just like trying to walk with my wings on. And yeah. all the butterflies are going to look at you and be like, you're stupid. But he's going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but we can yes. date you.
2: Oh
1: yeah. Oh my goodness. Stop, yes. Stop yes. That. You're so right. Oh, I know. And and part of the faith
2: there is just like part of the faith just comes from like, I know, I trust God's going to get you here too. Like, I don't know why you're not here yet, but you're not. Right. This is
1: where you are on your journey. But you
2: will. Like, this is where you're going to end up and it's all
3: good because you're a caterpillar. I was a caterpillar and caterpillars turn into butterflies.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: You're right.
1: (sighs) Moving forward. It's definitely weird in between because it's like, especially with people I want to date too. it's like, you know, they think, they think like me, but then they don't think like me. And then it's just like, okay. And, but I'm glad I took a break from that. I can just, i see, but this is, see this right here is where I, my old self would want to like tell you a, a concern or a fear or a complaint that I have. But then instantly, like, I just thought, okay, let's just experiment with imagining that like at the end of your break someone beautiful comes along, like something beautiful. Why not? Right? I already know viscerally I'm worth it right now, whether I got a business or not, whether I got this or that or not. You know, I'm, I've, I've got. I've learned all the lessons. I've gotten beat up and refined through the fire. I, I did what I had to do. And I'm not doing it as a means of works, but as in like, I saw where I was being led. And once I gave up resistance and accepted the lesson, then I'm like, cool, Let's let's keep it moving. Like, you know, how I see it like that. So I don't know. I see it as like I've dropped resistance and accepted the lesson. And now I'm ready to like go with the flow of the water rather than just trying to swim upstream again. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Cool. And I think you put it in beautiful words. Thank you. Thank you, Lily. Thank you so much for talking to me about this stuff. It means a lot. You're very
2: welcome. The last thing I do want to touch back on is, um, that feeling of, you know, the ex keeps coming back around and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Weird. Cause he's not, that's, he that's a come back.
2: It's issue. all in my, it's what it's, that's just a boundaries issue. And you got to create like some boundaries with yourself. With that one yeah like what i do is like saying hey pastor. we're
1: done here like i i hear what he's saying through his actions which is already whatever i yeah like i don't get the way you know how i was i don't get like that anymore but i have a i have that feeling of like an emotion but i just i don't let it i don't want to jinx myself but i don't let it like consume me i just let it like Hey, I don't know why we're thinking about him because like, I don't, we've already done everything we had to. It's more of like a thing of like, why are you here? Not like a, instead of it being in me, around me, of me, it's more like, what's up? Why are you here again? Like, you know, that kind of thing. And, and but I don't get, I don't get yeah. intimidated either. I just go, okay, see you later. Like, I don't, I don't know why it's there. I mean, I'm not concerned, but I think I thought of it as like, is that intuition? Like, is it like, he's, you know, I don't know.
2: It's, it's a question that needs an answer to. So you got to decide what your answer is. Like, why, are, why is that taught there?
3: Yeah. What if the answer it's not is not even emotionally charged because though. you had.
2: Yeah. So that's really good to know. So yeah. the answer probably is because you've had a child with him and an extensive relationship with him. And you think about him from time to time. That's totally oh. normal.
1: Well, not, that wasn't my son's father was the other dude I was crying about like months ago. That's the dude that keeps coming back. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: So because you had a relationship with him, (laughs) extensive,
1: (laughs) take out the kid
2: part, but everything else remains the same. And it's just because you're human. Like rather than being like, Oh, is it because I have a soul type? No, it's because you're a human.
1: Right. That's what I reflect on
3: their past.
1: Yes. I refuse to, I, anytime I, when I think about that, I just like release everybody. I should say like, I, I forgive everyone. I think I have peace and love and like all that feeling for them because I'm like, if that stuff is a thing, then I release them all and y'all do what you gotta do. And I, I love you all. Bye. Like, you know, like that kind of thing. Cause just to give it some good, you know, whatever, because I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to, I literally, I know I'm not going to ever for the rest of my life, but do, my dominant thoughts were disempowering and like, they're just not, they're just not anymore. It could be because I'm not dating anyone. So I'm like, Oh, I feel so much better. But like, I know that now when I date, I'm going to go, this is not going in vain. And I'm going to, this is going to be a new, totally new experience for me. And that's that. Cause yeah. I always wondered why I didn't learn from all the other dudes in my past. And this man viscerally changed me, but it but it changed me because I was walking with God for the first time ever in a relationship. I was I, I was on my own. I was very new agey, worldly, in all my other relationships. And this is the first time I went through a breakup, whatever you want to call it, with God. And it was God refining and teaching and guiding and showing in the whole time. So I feel like wow. So actually something got done this time. I actually learned something this time. So I'm I'm grateful for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think all past relationships have lessons to teach us when we allow them to.
1: Allow them, I know. Relationship
2: with baby's dad had something to teach you. You learned something there and there were blessings in it. You got a child
3: Yeah, and he is a blessing. There's nothing to regret
1: there. Thank you. I had to go through all that too because I was like, I know God doesn't want me to have an abortion. It's terrible to kill children, blah, blah. But then when I had the baby, My life it went so bad. It got so bad, and I was like, "This is this is God ordained." I was like, "This is what God wanted." No way. So, but I think it was the the torture. Like I had to learn through the torture. I mean, I don't think it was God that wanted me to get abused. But at the same time, it's like maybe He had to help with my family. I don't know. I don't want to keep going into that. But I I I just believe that everything had a purpose, and I have to believe that He'll restore my body because my body got I was shot from all the abuse I shut down. So I have to go, okay, this is part of God's plan somehow, whether it was, or wasn't, I'm going to trust him to restore my body so I can actually be alive for my son. And then like, you know, things like that. So
2: definitely. And the way I think about my own abuse, because for a long time I operated from the emotion and thought of like, I will not let this be in vain. I'm going to like, do something so that this was not in vain. Yeah. And now it's like, oh no, all of this was for me. Like I would never wish this upon anybody. Right. But like exactly. this isn't a problem. This is like the the boulders that I stepped on to get to the next level. I needed this. Rather yeah. than like this happened to me, it's like this happened for me. And right. and that's what the Bible tells us is like, all things are working for our good, all your mess ups, all the sins, all the tragedy, all the abuse, all of it is for you, not against you. Yeah. And that like, that takes a lot that that's like top level, senior maturity type growth there like right. we get there. It's not something we can jump to. It's not something we can force. Cause then it's going to feel really bad. And it's going to like, we're going to reject it, but it's yes. something we can like move in the direction of slowly, baby steps. A huge part of that. steps. Yeah. 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 Letting go, letting that thing heal and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's always like, you know, if you have heart surgery, And you know that in 10 years, you're going to be able to like lift mighty weights because you've like healed your heart and you can do awesome things now. Just because you know, like that's where you're going to end up. Doesn't mean you can hop out of that hospital tomorrow. Boom, ready to go. Yes. (laughs) And and that's the
1: problem. Hold on, let me get my charger. But see, and that's the problem where i was saying to myself. Like I was trying so hard to rush the process with healing with this person that I was totally bulldozing what yeah. I felt and making myself feel really yeah. bad. I know where we're going. I just didn't want to like cut you off in the middle of it. Hold on, sorry, wait a second. It's okay. Wasn't yeah. So so that's what I think is important is that I just go, okay, like maybe this is, I just need more time. And that's it now I'll, I'll let him, come into my mind and I'll meet that feeling with love. And, and that's it rather than just like, you know, I, I do. Cause that's a problem. It is associated with like shame and guilt. And sometimes I'm just like, man, I just, got, just give me, a, give me a chance. Give me another chance. Like, you know, that kind of thing. But I see it in a in a lighthearted way rather than what I was crying in a fetal position, shaming, sexually shaming myself. Like I was, I gave myself the nine tenths, yeah. Okay. Like, you know, it was nuts. Yeah. So, <laughs> So, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like this is true deliverance. This is freedom. This is what it's supposed to be like. Like, you know, ble- relationships are blessings. And if things go to, to yes. you know, things get off track, it's not the end of the world. Not because that person doesn't matter, the relationship doesn't matter. It's just that it's like, listen, all right, shit's going to happen. Are you with me in this or not? Like, I, I kept feeling so bad because I think he was looking for a woman that will never give him any shit. But I'm like, you got it. There's going to be power struggles. There's going to be type, some type of, you know, getting into adjustments when you merge two human lives together. And like, you know, you got to go through that and got to be mature enough to stick it out. Yeah. I but yeah. So, yeah.
2: Definitely. 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 Because nothing, nothing is going to stop you. I don't care how much deliverance you do. I don't care how much praying you do. I don't care how much fasting you do. You are never going to fast and deliver yourself out of being a human and human experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I was listening to you, I was listening to so many of you. Jesus had a human experience. Right. 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 And you were talking about like, um, what you went through with your mom, what you went through with your husband and like, and I was like, It was cool for you when you talked about your husband, because I'm thinking like, oh, okay. So it wasn't always like perfect because I always used to think that, okay, once I find a man who respects honors and loves Christ, that's going to be a man who's got, who's normal. He's not on drugs. He does. He has a head on his shoulders. He's not verbally and emotionally abusive. So therefore it's probably going to be great. But even if a man doesn't do all those things, it's still a, you know, a process. You got to humans. (laughs) yeah that's right that's what I'm saying but and and that's where it's like cool like get I had to get that out of my head I thought when I was going to date men who loved Jesus that they were going to be a new breed of men that I've ever experienced I was convinced you know but we're dating angels mm, right yeah. Right. So there's still people. I mean, and we all need Christ for a reason because we're not perfect. So it makes a lot of sense. I feel like I have a way more realistic view on a lot of things now. So I'm just very grateful. Yeah. So, and thank you so much for how you helped me during that time in my life, because I swear, I really, I don't know how I was going to release myself. I didn't, I literally couldn't, yeah. I couldn't get out of it. So thank you. So much for that. It means a lot. You're
2: very welcome. And I love. I I just love being able to be like, listen. Let's just take a look at what those thoughts are doing, because those are the real like enemies. There, there is power, and there's life and death in the power of the tongue. It's those words. Mm. that will keep us stuck and trapped and we have to be and and we just can't see them for ourselves so often because they're in these like blind spots and they just seem like our reality we think that's what's real and until somebody is like "Mm, nope yes we we just can't see it and so yeah thank you for Asking for the help and receiving the help and and going forward with your life. And I'm so grateful because I sit here and I'm like, I don't even remember so how people. I found
1: you, but I'm so glad I did. And I'm just like, oh my God. And you know what's so cool? Like I never see any Christian relationship coaches. Like I don't even see that anywhere. So I'm just like, thank you. Thank you for what you do. And, and the authentic, your podcasts are just so, I it, it they help. They help a lot. They help a lot. So thank you. Thank you for what you do. Helps feel, like cool I can be around normal people because I feel like this because it, it's not normal to be in fear and and, and to have ever, someone screaming at you all the time about rhetoric and legalism but it's also not good to be like when you had said something in one of your podcasts about how sometimes we worry so much about cherry picking and that's that's why I love your point of view because you you don't want to cherry pick but you also don't want to like you know I don't have what's the word you know I don't know I don't know how to explain it but it's 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 like you stick with Christ's values, but you're also not like, you know, just doing what's, you know, what sounds right. Just for it's convenient. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate that. We all have to filter. We all have to
2: filter the word of God and what we believe through something, Mm. right? Like there's always going to be a filter for it. So I was like, okay. I'm going to throw away a lot of the filters that have been taught to me and I'm going to filter it through the Holy Spirit, through the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Does it produce love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Because if it does that, then I'm probably on the right track and I'm going to get it wrong, but I'd rather err on the side of love than on the side of legalism or something else. Like that just keeps people trapped because there's freedom in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? I'm okay. Cause I'm going to get it wrong. I'm just going to be humble and honest about that, but I'm yeah. going to try to err in that direction. Rather yes. Than and and when you told me shame. that, I
1: can't wait to tell other people. Cause I know, I remember we had this conversation. You were like, just wait a little bit. And it's just true. Cause I wanted, but I can't wait to eventually get to that point where I can explain this to abuse victims who believe in Christ that, that when you said err on the side of love, it was like a, because okay, it's all right to be wrong. Cause I was a, Petrified to be wrong, right? I didn't want to be like, I don't want to yeah. do anything against God and I don't want to make a man and I don't want to do it. But if I am going to err, but I err on the side of love or right, within love, then it's like, oh my God, it, it felt like an allowance. It's like I, I could be allowed yeah. to, you know, because you when you feel that way, you're just, you don't even think you are allowed to feel good. It's like a whole, another realm. So yeah, very grateful yeah. for that. Very grateful. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you, Lily. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you talking to me today. I had a lovely conversation as usual, but thank you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You're very, very, very welcome. I would love to share this conversation with other people. Yes, please. I think we touched on so many. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's so
1: funny. Oh my God. So I started a podcast a little while ago about like Jesus and relationships but from my point of view, not as an authority you know, just some girl who loves Jesus, but look what I go through, like whatever. And I was like, I was thinking yeah. about having you on, but I wanted to wait. Like I was, but maybe we could do that sometime in the future and be like, Hey, look, she helps me so much. And like, you know, things like that. So sometime later down in the yeah. future, but yeah, you could totally share. Love this with people to do that. actually.
2: Thank you. Would, would it be okay with you if I turned it into a podcast episode? Because I think yes. so many people are going to like yes relate and be like oh my god that's exactly oh my what god, I'm god
1: absolutely oh my god this is such a yes i'm so I'm so great yes please do so i would love i would love for it to free as many people as it can because it's it's this is exactly what i want i want other people who have been either abused or have been dealing with the horrible experiences in dating that it's just not it's not as bad as we god's not the bully in the sky you know that feeling it's not true and i, I want everyone to know that yeah absolutely yes wonderful awesome. thank you Lily.
2: Okay. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share this. And I know so many people are going to be blessed by your oh, what so you said. Excited. And, I can't wait to this hear whole conversation. It. Yes. Yeah. You, awesome. All right. You have an awesome day. Let me know, keep me updated and I hope we get to do this again soon.
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Okay.
2: Bye-bye. God bless you. Okay.
0: This is why I love coaching to see the lives of women transform, to see them become a new version of themselves, and to fully embrace who they are in Christ and their God given desires. I love this work, and I would love to do this work with you. Now, there are just about 90 days left in the calendar year. And I want you to make these last 90 days count for all they're worth. I want you to use the next 90 days to set yourself up for the next year, whether that means you are healing your heart so that you can enjoy and be ready for a relationship, or you're pursuing that God-given desire with dating and courtship, or you're building the relationship you have to prepare for marriage. Wherever you're at on your journey, I want to help you get to the next step. I want to help you not just the next step, but all the way there. There are two ways that you can begin working with me right now. First of all, I am offering a limited number of free coaching sessions in exchange for exactly what you've seen here today. I want to be able to share your coaching experience with others so that we can continue to spread the word on how Christ-centered coaching can change people's lives. So if you're ready to get coached and share that experience with others so that everyone can benefit then I would love to set that up and make that happen. The second way you can begin to work with me is in private coaching. And I offer it in two packages. You can either do the next 12 weeks, which will bring us to the end of this year, or you can sign up for a full year of coaching. And this means when you work with me for a full year, you are getting the benefit of putting into practice everything you're learning, really understanding how to transform your mind, how to take what you're learning and put it into action, how to let go of those old beliefs, those old lies that have been holding you back, really beginning to take the step-by-step actions you need in order to achieve your God-given desire. And if you sign up, During this year, you are going to get the full year to the end of 2023, which means the sooner you sign up, the more coaching you get at no additional cost to you. Listen. The other day, I woke up to one of my favorite kinds of text messages. It was from one of my clients, and she sent me a picture of her new engagement ring. And let me tell you, it was gorgeous. And she said, thank you so much, Lily, for helping me get here. And that, to me, means the world. To be able to help someone achieve their God-given desire, to have a Christ-centered marriage, to know that they're in a relationship that works, that is equally yoked, that has a solid foundation... That has been checked for red flags and other issues that could come up. My client, up until she got engaged, she was really concerned about, am I wearing love goggles? Am I missing something? Am I going to get hurt by going into this relationship? And to be able to have that reassurance that, no, you've looked at the situation. You've got the second set of eyes. You've looked in the blind spots. You can walk forward into this relationship with grace and confidence. And that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect or easy, but it doesn't have to be so hard. And you don't have to struggle with that doubt and uncertainty alone. You can get help You can get someone on your side to walk this journey with you, to hold up that mirror, to show you what's going on inside your own brain, to know that this is okay. You are normal. You are a healthy human. And that's why this is happening. Nothing has gone wrong here. So if you would like my help, if you would like to pursue your God-given desire for a Christ-centered marriage, whatever stage that looks like right now for you. I want to help you. I am here for you. Please check the show notes for the link for more information. All of the information is going to be included in the show notes. You can also go to Proverbs2426.com and you will see the tab for private coaching. Everything you need will be under that tab. Go check it out and check out all of our episodes as well, because they're amazing. I want to encourage you go back to the very beginning of the Forever Love podcast, because the first 12 episodes are this binge-worthy story that I want to take you on. And I would love to take that even further and help you achieve your God-given desire for a Christ-centered marriage. That is all for today. Until next time, God bless you.